0: why do we settle why do we slow down and why do we value the comfortable position or comfortable job we have over development or maybe over curiosity i'm not entirely sure i think it's uh, you know it's really down to individual personal situation but it is a problem for many organizations it is a problem for companies if they want to drive change if they want to innovate if they want to grow how many times you've heard that uh, things always have been this way or we cannot innovate because this is how it works and there is no place for change there is no space for improvements I think we've heard this before many times and the mentality Against the change is probably one of the first reasons that the change or innovation uh, cannot happen within the organization. Today, I invited Tomek Bonkowski from BrainWorks. He's one of the people that's really driven by innovation. He helps organizations to understand that change is needed, how to progress with the change, how to implement it, and how to innovate. Hopefully, we will be able to hear. Uh, a bit about Tomek and about the work he's done for uh, companies in the past, I'm really happy that we've managed to uh, record this episode. Please leave a comment so uh, we can have a bit of a discussion uh, later on. Uh, Thank you very much and uh, enjoy this episode. Welcome to Venture Poland podcast. My name is Daniel Czochorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business, venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers so we can all learn from them. Enjoy today's episode. Tomek, it's great to have you here. It's great to be able to talk to you today. I'm really grateful for your time. Um, The reason that I have invited you to my podcast was because when I was searching for the word innovation on LinkedIn, uh, let's say in the Polish community, your profile popped up. It was actually quite high up and I immediately checked your uh, resume and also I've seen your uh, TED talk. Um, Yeah, it's it's, uh, interesting. You must have something to say in this field. Uh, You are a consultant, but you're also involved in some technology ventures, which we may talk about later on. Um, Give us a quick intro, a 60-second pitch on what you do uh, and who are we listening to today.
1: Um, Daniel, thank you very much. I I wasn't aware that I'm so uh, good positioned on on LinkedIn. Uh, My name is Tom, and uh, since 2009-10, Uh, I'm dealing with the innovation and I'm working as an executive uh, innovation consultant. And uh, my job is to lead the team or the company uh, through the path from the, let's say, idea to the successful validation of uh, their innovative idea, mostly for the solution or for the product or for the service. And yes, that's me. So over 10 years uh, of experience in that field. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really happy to that, that I can talk a bit uh, and share with you uh, about my experience and, and let's say my uh, project that, that I have uh, done for, for my customers and for me personally as well because uh, recently we also started our own startup and all the knowledge, all the experience that I gained uh, through all of these uh, uh, projects uh, I managed uh, now it's time to uh, actually use uh, for our business
0: too. Okay, brilliant. I do have my own very strict take on innovation that uh, I would like to confront with you and um, uh, what would be the definition that your clients typically outline? And
1: what's your definition, what's your understanding? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so I lived in UK for six years and I've seen in my opinion, innovation in its uh, full glory because I worked for a very innovative company in a very interesting field. Uh, I've seen very small improvements to products or processes that were considered, uh, you know, big innovations. So, a bit like with Kaizen or, you know, the every single step matters, every single step counts thinking and you know i have this uh, feeling that we still consider innovation as something big and very painful and difficult to pursue so that's my so that's my take on innovation
1: um, the thing is that uh, after these 10 years i understand innovation completely differently than i did that at the beginning and uh, with uh, thousands of hours working on that i can divide and and separate actually the um, let's say expression innovate and innovation because everybody says that uh, it's about the innovation so they are talking more about result. And in our Western world, innovation is connected as you mentioned with something big. You either have to come up with breakthrough solution that will change and will be big and will impact I don't know at least uh, millions of people and that's innovation. However, what you mentioned, And what I also learned that it's all about the process. It's not about the result. Then there is a definition of ability to innovate. And that's the one that I uh, prefer because my customers say, okay, Tomek, now it's time. We have to innovate. Uh, Let's do something on the market that will be great for our customers. And they will pay for that because it's innovative. And I say, fine, it's good. And say, and that's it. Yes, that's it. Because I'm not going to explain you. How difficult and painful is that to build something like that, because that's your perception of innovation. And that was also my at the beginning. If you just tell them that we are about to be able to keep implementing better and better solutions that will bring a higher value for customers or even internal user. So he or she will move from the currently used solutions to our proposal. And that's our job to do in scope of innovation. We have to come up with such a tangible result that will make the customer to resign using current solutions and to take advantage of our solution. And of course it doesn't have to be only about the sales and promotion and and extra value etc. in terms of business but it has to be built on some tangible either technology or new process which will bring sustainable advantage uh, and will let you to keep this advantage for a longer time and will be difficult to copy by the by the competitor so that's my let's say a uh, uh, definition
0: okay that's interesting so that's the theory uh, please give us some examples and it would be great if we could uh, talk about uh, you know certain tangible things uh, that you've accomplished over the years uh, I would like to hear a story or two. I'm really interested in uh, successfully delivered innovation that uh, the customers ended up using. That would be that would be great. The thing
1: is that uh, people actually consider innovation as a finished process and we can close it and we say okay this is innovative because it changed uh, the world. However, it doesn't work like that. It's like at the uh, each step of the process you uh, gain some let's say a milestone which tells you whether this is innovative or not for us the successful innovation is to get the acceptance of the customers validation and to start pilots with the customers Uh, mostly we work for b2b and uh, these are innovations that are not such a well-known like uber Airbnb, by the individuals so what I can yeah what I can give you an example is yeah it was a digital product for uh, uh, for marketing and uh, the idea it was like that that uh, the company said okay we now have a product we developed some uh, let's say artificial intelligence uh, solution and prognostics models for marketing and uh, we know that it works Uh, while we using uh, dummy uh, data for that now our job is to implement it on the market and actually confirm that our assumptions and our prognostic models uh, will be working with the real data and I said okay that's fine that's perfect Uh, we just have to do that and that's it and the product is is ready and and we can sell it I said okay that's fine it's perfect so why do you want uh, our support if everything is done yeah and they told okay we just would like to do it in a proper way okay and we start working uh, the uh, most important thing at the beginning uh, is first to discover and that's important not to come up not to ideate etc but just to discover the real business issue the real problem that customer is aware of and it's painful for them and they are ready to try risky new solution to actually solve this problem with uh, disruptive results yeah so that was a issue for example that uh, marketing agencies they were losing their money because of the incorrect or maybe not optional allocation of the marketing budget and it it was very big problem it was a very big problem. So we actually talked to dozens of uh, marketing agencies and we found out that there are certain demographics of the agencies that distinguish the segment of the customer that has this problem and the segment of the customers that doesn't have this problem. And that's another thing. As soon as you got the problem confirmed and validated you have to figure out which segment really has this problem and which doesn't. And you again have to eliminate this that will not work with you. So innovation in our case uh, was to eliminate, constantly eliminate the, uh, let's say, uh, problems and segments that will not uh, have, let's say, the compelling reason to buy our product. And uh, the funny thing was that after a few weeks, we figure out that the, the initial segment that they wanted to address would never pay for that solution. Yeah, and and that was that was uh, quite some pivot. Uh, after that, uh, we uh, bought the uh, visualized prototype because it's uh, it's simple to talk with the person and say, okay, this will do that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's all about the details. It's not about the general idea, because there are 7 billion people in the world. So how you have to be really selfish that you think that only you come up with such a big idea. Like there are 7 billion people in the world thinking too. Maybe half of them are thinking, let's say, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we focus on the details. And we validated that with 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 the agencies and we confirmed that there's a certain segment of the agencies that will not buy but we discovered also how this uh, tool should be built in detail how the let's say a chart should be done how the uh, functions should be uh, designed etc etc to actually make the customer really wanting it so so their perception of the tool will be that it brings a certain disruptive value in defined aspect. For example, speed or uh, cost uh, effectiveness, or uh, in this case of the extra revenue, uh, etc. And this after this project, where they actually had a ready product in their perception, they said, okay, after this project, we can say that we know what we have to work. We are not only about to fix the bugs. Uh, We have a customer who is now commercially implementing that solution. And that was thanks to your strategy and that you send us uh, to the market and start uh, asking questions to to the customers. And at the end, finally, we have team which understand what we are doing, for who we are doing, they feel motivated, they understand the objectives and the business goals. So um, that's the that's the path that you think that you have technology and that's it. But apart from that, you have to have the customer, <laughs> the, the, the paying customer. You have to have really good team that is motivated and understand what they are about to do and you have to understand the compelling reason to buy, and you have to be able to multiply that, uh, to scale it, to actually modify it. So you have to be on a very, very detailed level of understanding. And these three things uh, we brought to actually, let's say, existing product physically as a a software, but they were missing uh, tons of things uh, around it. It's not only about the technology.
0: Okay, so what about the actual validation process? So, what do you do to, to validate uh, things and ideas?
1: I love it. I love it. This is this is the best one. Uh, so, uh, first of all, you have to define. Uh, it's like a, let's say research, but it's research, uh, as I used to say. Not only to uh, gather the information, but also to validate the company reason to buy so whether our most risky assumption that somebody will buy it and somebody needs it is correct if not then it doesn't make sense to do any business you can invest tons of money and spend dozens of hours but if you don't have a customer who will need it it doesn't work so so that's the goal to discover what you have to do so the customer will consider your solution as uh, possible to solve their problem and to buy it and first we build a hypothesis and then uh, without any solution with this hypothesis we go for uh, we recruit customers uh, for an interview and we talk with them about the problems. And it sounds like a typical in Canvas uh, or, or some or some I mean, startup stuff. But if you start working that in details, it sounds simple, but it's not easy. Because you have to talk at least with uh, eight, 12 customers, and then you realize that it's not like you just call 10 and ten will say, yeah, hey, let's talk. You have to start really uh, generating leads, you have to talk to the customer, you have to call them, you have to go outside of the building, you have to be ready for no. Uh, and that's the real life. Yeah. And after that, uh, we map uh, these ideas, uh, I mean, these problems in two dimensions. One, how painful was that? And the second one, how often customers mention this problem? And we of course select uh, the um, problems. That um, are most painful and are most common, and this sounds also pretty simple, but it's not that it's not that easy. And this is uh, let's say a problem market fit. So you have to find the problem that fits to the market. Yeah, and if you have that, and you do it in uh, sprints, one, two, three sprints, and finally you have to discover it. And the most important is. That you have to eliminate based on facts everything that is not painful to the customer and we build them up in this two dimension I will share with you all the details and then the canva how to do that uh, after uh, the no problem with that and uh, that's the one validation problem uh, market fit the second one after you have confirmed uh, let's say a fundamental stuff so the problem that you want to solve then you start Uh, looking for creative solutions how to solve the problem or if you have existing technology you are thinking what to do in details in this technology to actually address the problem and here the most important thing is to actually define the value proposition but not the value proposition in a general level but really tangible and disruptive value proposition that means if you want to help the customer you have to help them at least two three times better than the current solution and you have to set the goal uh, in a very very how to say that
0: specific and measurable way probably measurable
1: for sure specific too but it has to be extremely ambitious okay because if you say okay we are about to uh, speed up your process by five percent for big cast companies like i don't know production etc it will bring a value but You will not gain the customer for the validation like that. It will take a lot of time before you before they take risk to to do it with that. So you have to be two, three times better and you define it. And then you use uh, creative techniques uh, to actually fulfill the value proposition. Very ambitious, very disruptive. And after you have it, then you have to check whether your uh, idea and the value proposition fit to the market. So you then build a visualized uh, prototype and you test uh, it with the customers. Here I can say that the best for the moment, uh, the best uh, methodology for that has been described by uh, authors of the book uh, Design Sprint. They use the broadcasted interview strategy and it works really well. Uh, I will also share with you all the details. And that's that's the second, let's say, part of the validation. So the value proposition market fit and if you have both validation so the problem so the fundamental stuff then on that you build the value proposition and idea how to solve it then you reduce the risk that your uh, innovation will not be accepted and that's the most important anybody that i talk with across the europe let's say even the vice president global vice president of the philips innovation he said that the most important is to get the acceptance from the customer and that he or she will understand our innovation and understand the value. Bosch says the same, Wisman says the same. Everybody is talking about the validation and acceptance of the
0: customer. Okay, very interesting. I'm really trying to um, put that into context of the startup world in which obviously things uh, come into fruition in a very uh, rapid, agile way. Sometimes, you know, out of control almost. But here, based on the experience you've got with big companies and with smaller companies as well, it seems like there has to be a very pragmatic uh, approach to understanding whether what we're doing, is actually going to work so I would really like to try to build a list or maybe some kind of um, note that uh, we could share with the audience Uh, so let's say someone is uh, running a startup or starting maybe his own new venture in technology uh, and he would like to validate the idea so what would you suggest so
1: um, first of all I will speak whether you're a large company uh, that wants to let's say uh, build digital product which means also uh, at the end build the internal startup or venture studio etc so let's focus on that if you are big company the biggest problem that we try to manage and the biggest blocker of the innovation of the bringing uh, successful validation these are not founds because they have everything these are not resources because they also have there are only two things the first is the decision making process because um, if you uh, as a big company ask your employees to do that uh, they will expect you to make all the decisions and regular employee are get are used to uh, the fact that it's not their job to make decisions, and these are decisions very risky because you are with the limited uh, information, limited uh, let's say uh, data, and you cannot keep analyzing, 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 analyzing. You finally have to take the risk, and this is the problem in organizations that they not able to make risky and fast decisions, actually to gain the experience, to gather facts and to make better decisions. So that's the first. You have to really make good decisions uh, and consider the risk, because there will be a high risk. The second thing is focus, because in a large company you have a lot of money. Let's say a lot of money, but you, you, you can have money. It's not like in startup, you have resources. But you have people who are disrupted, disrupted, by other stuff and other things. And of course, the company, the large company, will allocate their staff uh, in the projects and tasks that are most, let's say, beneficial for the company, that they will have the highest um, return on these resources. So it happens that the team that is working on the product is working also on the several different uh, current existing products and they just cannot focus on one stuff because we as a company, as a big company, uh, have to earn money and we are not about just to waste it for a new product, which we don't know it will generate money or not. So they split the uh, time budget of one person between the different uh, things and this is very I mean uh, this this will not work like that because if someone has to do something very risky in a very fast way he has to be extremely good at that and he has to be motivated and he has to be like uh, just live with that and he has to Let's say uh, have the only one goal in front of him and be like a sportsman and focus only on one stuff because only with the focus you can be excellent. And you have to be excellent because it's, 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 it's the innovation. It's very risky and it's changing and it's disruptive and you have to focus on that because every single hour something changes. So that's a big company, Focus and Decisions. If you are in a startup, I don't have too much uh, experience with startups because they are not really my customers. However, we built uh, our own and what we found, the first is Focus. Because if you are a startup owner, you probably uh, have also a regular job just to get the cash flow or to earn money for the for the bills. So you have to define that within, I don't know, one or two days per week and focus only on that. And if you can uh, manage your time pretty well, you can do that. So the focus. And the second thing is uh, daydreaming.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: Daydreaming, uh, so not thinking uh, in On the details level, but thinking uh, really uh, on the strategic level, thinking on, let's say, as a big business, business models, because it's very fancy and sexy to prepare a business model canvas, think, discuss, consider, etc. etc. But it won't work. At the beginning, you just have to be a regular worker, an employee, not a CEO. You just have to do it and bring it and make this shit done. Yeah, the thing is that if you are daydreaming, you are not uh, really close to the end customers, you are not close to the competitors, you are not close to the facts. And everything at the beginning, what is important also for us in our startup is to as fast as possible to learn facts, details from the market to become a part of the market my let's say job when i'm working with the customers is uh, to convince them that if you spend one hour in the office working on something then another hour you have to spend talking to your customers uh, or i don't know to someone who can resell it or someone who has done it someone who is on the market 50 50 and then that's uh, to to avoid the daydreaming.
0: okay okay that's interesting so
1: so these are two two things that I would say in terms of validation innovation that's important. Of course there are millions of of uh, others yeah like a good team leadership etc and really creative approach uh, thinking out of box etc cetera, etc cetera. but if I would uh, preparing to this uh, for, for for the conversation with you I thought if I would have a one hour and that was the last hour of my life yeah what would I spend it? Of course, professionally, not mm. privately. Yeah. So these were these
0: were two things. So. Okay, that's very interesting. Thanks for that. I'm really curious about uh, your personal, let's say, development when it comes to you know running the company, doing facilitation, and helping companies to innovate. What did you learn uh, recently that you think is worth sharing with the audience? It's
1: um, it's a selection and elimination, let's say. For example this year I'm, I'm going to become a, a daddy
0: okay brilliant congratulations then.
1: thank you thank you and yeah the, the thing is that um, while trying to prepare the list of my priorities for the conversation with you uh, I wanted also to ev- evaluate each point uh, whether I should spend time on it and if this will bring the most Uh, value out of this time. So what will be the return out of this time? Because I can deliver another workshop, uh, for example, or I can facilitate uh, another, let's say, small team or startup, etc. But at the end it's all about my business and I have to keep balance and have to, of course, not only focus on things that will bring the highest result. There is still space for conversation with you or, or, or talking with uh, with the startups or, or, I don't know, posting on the Facebook for 15 minutes, etc., etc. Uh, but actually to eliminate everything that uh, will not bring possible real return on the time uh, invested. Uh, yeah, that's why, for example, I, I just decide to work on the workshops uh, abroad and also the focus is now to build the company not to only provide the services so it's all about the elimination and selection of what's matter
0: okay okay i think it's very important well you have uh, already mentioned focus for small organizations so you know, between ourselves I think focus is, uh, is crucial and trying to eliminate all the destruction and all the things that slow us down yeah I think that's important
1: I will tell you Daniel that I'm not I'm really not good in that however you asked me what I learned and that's what I really learned somewhere uh, at the back of, of, of what I'm doing I think I have to uh, focus on the filter to eliminate to uh, to to select the right the right things
0: yeah so yeah sure brilliant okay so this is what I would like to wish uh, you in uh, 2020 uh, congratulations with uh, um, with what you've done uh, so far thank you very much uh, Tomek for uh, your time today I really hope it's going to be valuable for the audience especially the idea about uh, validation I think that's very important and if you will have something specific to share with us I will then post it on the blog and then people can visit it and maybe uh, see your website as well. So, so let's just do something there.
1: Sure, I, I will, I will uh, share all the things. Um, let's say thank you very much also for your time and, and invitation and everything that I can share. I'm, I'm not the guy who is about to keep the know-how and say okay it's so mysterious etc. Whoever asked me about the, any materials, training materials, project materials, of course, that I can share, I'm sharing because the more know-how you spread, uh, the, the more you help uh, other people with, with what you've done. And it's Brilliant. It's like okay.
0: That. Thank you very much, Tomek. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Daniel. All the best.